Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Coffee Break Spanish Magazine, Season 4, Episode 2. Hola a todos y bienvenidos a Coffee Break Spanish. Yo soy Mark. Y yo soy Anabel. ¿Qué tal, Marc? Súper bien. ¿Y tú? ¿Cómo, ¿Cómo estás? Bien. Estoy bien, sí. Vale, pues muy bien. <laughs> Today we are back with another episode of the Coffee Break Spanish magazine. Now, you may have noticed our slightly Latin American flavored music there. I, I should point out this is our, our kind of Andean, música andina version of the, the Coffee Break Spanish theme tune. And that's because we're focusing on a Latin American topic today. Although that topic is not anything to do with Andean music, it's more to do with another type of music. Anabel, ¿de qué vamos a hablar hoy? De la bachata. De la bachata. Okay, we're going to get straight into this. We're joined today by Sebastián. We'll take it away. ¿Estás lista? Sí, vamos allá. Hola, Sebastián. Gracias, Mark. Gracias, Anabel. Today, we are talking about ritmos latinos, la bachata. ¡Empecemos! Cuando hablamos de música latinoamericana, hacemos referencia a los ritmos populares que tienen su origen en esta región. Dada su amplia diversidad cultural y gracias a sus ricas tradiciones milenarias, Latinoamérica nos regala un sinfín de estilos musicales. Los expertos aseguran que la música latina es una fusión de los distintos ritmos que tuvieron presencia en América Latina, entre los que se incluyen la influencia indígena, europea y africana. El concepto de música latina empezó a usarse en los años 50 en Estados Unidos para diferenciarla de los ritmos afroamericanos y dentro de él se incluyen géneros como el merengue, la bachata, la rumba o el reggaetón, entre otros. ¿Descubrimos qué es la bachata? En este género musical, música y baile van de la mano. Se trata de un tipo de música bailable. Nació en República Dominicana como parte del folclore urbano. Se considera un derivado del bolero rítmico, aunque destaca la influencia de algunos estilos cubanos, como el merengue. La fusión de estilos la enriquece aún más. En la bachata tradicional, las maracas propias del bolero fueron sustituidas por la guira. 
se impuso el bongo cubano y se introdujeron las guitarras propias de Cuba, México y Puerto Rico. La bachata nació a finales de los 60 en la marginalidad urbana de Santo Domingo y fue desdeñada como música de los pobres. Se le dio el nombre de música de amargue, que hace alusión a la melancolía por el desamor. Sin embargo, a partir de los 80 se popularizó y en la actualidad cuenta con un gran público en todo el mundo. Algunos de sus representantes más conocidos son Romeo Santos, Maite Perroni o Prince Royce. Pues muy interesante y muchas gracias, Sebastián. Now, we would definitely suggest, obviously we can include examples of uh, copyright music here on the podcast, but we would definitely suggest that you have a look for some of these names, Romeo Santos, Maite Perroni, and Prince Royce on YouTube, and you'll get, get a flavor for what uh, the bachata sound is if you're not familiar with it already. We're going to now go through our text again, and we'll talk about all of the language, some really interesting vocabulary in here. Anabel, ¿quieres empezar con la lectura del texto, por favor? Claro, vamos allá. Cuando hablamos de música latinoamericana, hacemos referencia a los ritmos populares que tienen su origen en esta región. Ok, cuando hablamos, when we talk de música latinoamericana, when we talk about Latin American music, hacemos referencia, we literally we make reference or we refer a los ritmos populares, to the popular rhythms, que tienen su origen en esta región, which have their origin in this region. If instead of uh, saying hacemos referencia, someone prefers to use a reflexive verb, Denise, nos referimos a los ritmos. Ah, muy bien, entonces, referirse a algo. So you either use hacer referencia a algo or referirse a algo. One or the other. Eso es. Dada su amplia diversidad cultural y gracias a sus ricas tradiciones milenarias, Latinoamérica nos regala un sinfín de estilos musicales. Ok, so dada su amplia diversidad cultural, given its wide cultural diversity, again, look, looking at lots of words that are, are cognates there, dada su amplia diversidad cultural. And this given, it's uh, in feminine. Yes, because we're talking about diversidad. Yep. Muy bien. Y gracias a sus ricas tradiciones milenarias, and thanks to its rich traditions, milenarias, which go back thousands of years, or dating back uh, thousands of years, milenarias, Latinoamérica nos regala un sinfín de estilos musicales. Now, we've seen this lovely word before, un sinfín, uh, without end. Latinoamérica nos regala, it presents us, it offers us, it gifts us a myriad, an endless number of estilos musicales, musical styles. Okay. Los expertos aseguran que la música latina es una fusión de los distintos ritmos que tuvieron presencia en América Latina. Ok, los expertos aseguran. Asegurar kind of means to ensure. But here we could just translate it as see, experts see or experts claim. 
que la música latina, Latin music, es una fusión, es una fusión de los distintos ritmos, of the different rhythms, que tuvieron presencia, which were present or have been present en América Latina, en Latin America, entre los que se incluyen la influencia indígena, europea y africana. Ok, entre los que se incluyen, entre means between or among, los que se incluyen, those which include la influencia indígena, the indigenous influence, europea, still we're talking about la influencia, so the European influence, y africana, and the African influence. So, just to, to clarify here, experts say that Latin music is a, is a fusion of the different rhythms that have been present in Latin America, entre los que se incluyen la influencia indígena, europea y africana, including indigenous, European and African influences. El concepto de música latina empezó a usarse en los años 50 en Estados Unidos para diferenciarla de los ritmos afroamericanos. Ok. El concepto, the concept, de música latina, of Latin music, empezó a usarse en los años 50 en Estados Unidos. So, it began to use itself, or be used, we would use a passive in English there, en los años 50, en the 50s, en Estados Unidos, en United States. Para diferenciarla, de los ritmos afroamericanos in order to differentiate it from the afroamerican rhythms. Y la, diferenciar la, that la refers to música latina and goes after the infinitive. That's right. So when we've got the, the pronoun la there, it's stuck onto the end of the infinitive um, because we've got an infinitive construction here para diferenciar la, it's stuck onto the infinitives like we've seen in, in many examples. So, in order to differentiate it from Latin American rhythms. Y dentro de él se incluyen géneros como el merengue, la bachata, la rumba o el reggaeton, entre otros. Ok. Y dentro de él, so this él is interesting because what, what exactly does the él refer to there? El concepto. It, it cannot be música latina because it's masculine. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the subject of the sentence, el concepto de música latina, is mentioned way back at the beginning, but dentro de él, we're referring back to that there. So within it, i.e. the concept of music, of, of la música latina, Latin music, se incluyen, are included, géneros como el merengue, la bachata, la rumba, o el reggaeton. So are included styles such as, or genres such as merengue, bachata, rumba, and reggaeton entre otros, among others, because as we've mentioned, there are many, many types of música latina, including the type in our jingle, which we're just going to hear because we'll be back in just a moment. If you'd like to take your Coffee Break magazine experience further, why not consider our online course version, which includes additional materials to help you build your knowledge of the language through lesson notes, additional explanations, vocabulary lists, and transcripts to accompany each episode. Like all our online courses, the magazine course is available on the Coffee Break Academy. Just head to coffeebreaklanguages.com magazine, where you'll find all the information you need. 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, let's continue with our text. ¿Descubrimos qué es la bachata? So this is a question. Descubrimos. Will we discover qué es la bachata? What bachata is? En este género musical, música y baile van de la mano. Se trata de un tipo de música bailable. Okay. En este género musical, in this musical genre, música y baile van de la mano. So ir de la mano means literally to go with the hand. But it's the expression that we use for English to go hand in hand. Anabel, ¿se puede decir que dos personas van de la mano? Por ejemplo, no sé, Miguel y Raúl van de la mano. They're holding hands. Sí, sí se podría. Y también eh, dos cosas van de la mano, van juntas. Así. Okay. So it can be used both figuratively and, and physically. You could be holding hands. But you can also, things go hand in hand with each other. Así es. Muy bien. I've got a question as well. Would we, the, the, the thing that surprised me in this example here, en este género musical, música y baile van de la mano. Very often when we use abstract nouns in Spanish, we tend to have to use the, the definite article, la música y el baile. Why don't we use the article there? Podemos decir la música y el baile van de la mano pero suena mejor sin la música y el baile. Vale, entonces suena mejor, uh, suena más natural. It sounds a little more natural just to say música y baile van de la mano. 
Um, and as a result of this, we've said in this musical genre, music and dance go hand in hand. Se trata de un tipo de música bailable. So what we're talking about here is a, is a very danceable type of music. Un tipo de música bailable. Se trata de is an interesting expression. Annabel, we kind of know what it means. Um, it's, it's about uh, a, a danceable type of music. But it's one of those tricky things to translate, isn't it? It is, yeah. Puede, puede ser difícil o desafiante. Se trata de, it's about something, yeah. But we cannot change that it. It's like, its message is about something. Yeah, that's it. So the, we couldn't say, for, for example, la película se trata de blah, 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 because the se is not talking about the película. It's talking about the message of the film or the message of the song, the meaning behind the song or the book or the, the story or whatever. So that's why we would need to say, for example, en la película, in the film, se trata de, the message is, mostrar la diferencia entre niño y adulto, to, to demonstrate the difference between uh, an adult and a child or um, el amor or, or whatever it happens to be. But it's about the message. Se trata de, the message is about something. So it's quite tricky to get a, an accurate or a, a, an effective translation of se trata. Here, we can just say that we're talking about, we're talking about a very danceable type of music. Vamos a seguir. Nació en República Dominicana como parte del folclore urbano. Okay, nació, it was born from nacer en República Dominicana, in the Dominican Republic, como parte del folclore urbano, as a part of urban folklore. Se considera un derivado del bolero rítmico, aunque destaca la influencia de algunos estilos cubanos como el merengue. Okay, si considera, it is considered. Just watch the pronunciation and the stress of that word. Se considera, in English we say considered, but considera, se considera un derivado del bolero rítmico. So it's considered as a derivative of the rhythmic bolero, another type of music, aunque destaca la influencia de algunos estilos cubanos. But it also highlights the influence of some Cuban styles de algunos estilos cubanos, como el merengue, like the merengue, such as the merengue. La fusión de estilos la enriquece aún más. Okay, a nice verb, enriquecer. So we've got rico in there, and the, because the, the e sound is part of the infinitive, the, k, the c of rico becomes a qu, so enriquecer, it enriches it. La fusión de estilos, the fusion of styles, la enriquece aún más. It enriches it even more. Y aquí también podemos decir todavía más. Sí, 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 todavía más, even more, yet more. Muy bien. En la bachata tradicional, las maracas propias del bolero fueron sustituidas por la guira. Okay, so here we're getting some musical uh, vocabulary. En la bachata tradicional, so in the traditional bachata, las maracas propias del bolero, so the maracas which are typical of the bolero, fueron sustituidas por la guira. They were uh, replaced by the guira, uh, or sometimes it's called a, a, a guairo in English. 
se impuso el bongo cubano y se introdujeron las guitarras propias de Cuba, México y Puerto Rico. Ok, so se impuso el bongo cubano. So literally the bongo was imposed, it was introduced. Y se introdujeron, so another example of introduced, and se introdujeron las guitarras propias de Cuba, México y Puerto Rico, and the guitars typical of Cuba, México y Puerto Rico were introduced. Se introdujeron. Now that's quite a tricky uh, verb tense there. We're, we're looking at the, the preterite, but of course it's introducir in the infinitive, and in the preterite, that takes on a different form. Let's go through that introducir verb in the preterite. So, I introduced, introduje. You introduced. Tú introdujiste. He or she or you, polite, introduced. Introdujo. We introduce, nosotros introdujimos. Uh, you all, plural, informal, introduced. Introdujisteis. And they, or you, all polite, introduced, introdujeron. Introdujeron. Muy bien. So the J in there is typical of the, the preterite. And the same goes for conducir, to drive. So conduje, condujiste, condujo, condujimos, condujisteis, condujeron. Muy bien. Okay, let's find out more about the bachata. La bachata nació a finales de los 60 en la marginalidad urbana de Santo Domingo y fue desdeñada como música de los pobres. So, la bachata nació, we've seen this before, it was, it was born, a finales de los 60, in the end of the 60s, so at the, in the late 1960s, y fue desdeñada. So, this looks like disdain in English. Um, we could say, and it was scorned, in a sense, como música de los pobres. It was looked down upon as a music of the poor. Se le dio el nombre de música de amargue, que hace alusión a la melancolía por el desamor. Okay, so, se le dio el nombre, so, to it was given the name, um, or one gave it the name, de música de amargue. Now, this is interesting. Música de amargue. The word amargo means bitter, but can you help us understand amargue? Amargue comes from amargar. Mm -hmm. So, amargar is when you embitter someone. So, you make someone bitter or um, you can also amargar la vida a alguien. Así es, sí. So, that's when you, you suck the, light out, the life out of, of someone. It's not very pleasant. So, it's, it's got this idea of, of uh, bitter music or bit embittering music. It's not the best translation, but música de amargue works in, in Spanish. And uh, this hace alusión, it alludes to la melancolía por el desamor, uh, the melancholy of heartbreak. My goodness, we're getting quite deep into, into all of this now. So, la melancolía por el desamor, through heartbreak. Sin embargo, a partir de los 80 se popularizó y en la actualidad cuenta con un gran público en todo el mundo. Ok, sin embargo, however, a partir de los 80, from the 80s onwards, los 80, so we always use los 80, los 60 and so on, um, for the the decade, the 80s here, the 60s, se popularizó, it became popular, y en la actualidad, 
and uh, literally in the actuality, but that means nowadays, cuenta con un gran público en todo el mundo. Literally, it counts with a great public in the whole world. It enjoys a large audience all over the world. Algunos de sus representantes más conocidos son Romeo Santos, Maite Perroni o Prince Royce. So, algunos de sus representantes más conocidos, some of his best-known representatives, are Romeo Santos, Maite Perroni or Prince Royce. Pues muy bien, as we suggested earlier, we would definitely suggest that you have a, a look and on YouTube to see some of these, uh, these representatives, representantes de la bachata. But what we'll do now is listen once more to the text and uh, hopefully this time things will make a little more sense as we go through everything together. Cuando hablamos de música latinoamericana, hacemos referencia a los ritmos populares que tienen su origen en esta región. Dada su amplia diversidad cultural y gracias a sus ricas tradiciones milenarias, Latinoamérica nos regala un sinfín de estilos musicales. Los expertos aseguran que la música latina es una fusión de los distintos ritmos que tuvieron presencia en América Latina, entre los que se incluyen la influencia indígena, europea, y africana. El concepto de música latina empezó a usarse en los años 50 en Estados Unidos para diferenciarla de los ritmos afroamericanos y dentro de él se incluyen géneros como el merengue, la bachata, la rumba o el reggaetón, entre otros. ¿Descubrimos qué es la bachata? En este género musical, música y baile van de la mano. Se trata de un tipo de música bailable. Nació en República Dominicana como parte del folclore urbano. Se considera un derivado del bolero rítmico, aunque destaca la influencia de algunos estilos cubanos, como el merengue. La fusión de estilos la enriquece aún más. En la bachata tradicional, las maracas propias del bolero fueron sustituidas por la guira. Se impuso el bongo cubano y se introdujeron las guitarras propias de Cuba, México y Puerto Rico. La bachata nació a finales de los 60, en la marginalidad urbana de Santo Domingo, y fue desdeñada como música de los pobres. Se le dio el nombre de música de amargue, que hace alusión a la melancolía por el desamor. Sin embargo, a partir de los 80 se popularizó, y en la actualidad, cuenta con un gran público en todo el mundo. Algunos de sus representantes más conocidos son Romeo Santos, Maite Perroni o Prince Royce. Pues ya sabemos más de la bachata, ¿no? Así es, pero antes de marcharnos, vamos a la guinda del pastel que nos trae Marina. Pues hola Marina. Hola, Mark. ¿Cómo estás hoy? Pues uh, muy bien, muy bien. Uh, what have you got for us today on the guinda del pastel? Pues tenemos una nueva expresión. Dar el do de pecho. Ok, dar el do de pecho. El do, el do, is that the musical note, do? Eso es, muy bien. 
Okay, so we've got, um, if, if you've ever seen The Sound of Music, you'll know that it's Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, Ti, Do, and so on, or Si, Do, depending on uh, what version you want to use. But um, So we're talking about Do, but this is the Do de, de Pecho, um, from the, the breast, from the chest. That's right. So we are saying, like, we are giving the Do from our chest. And this is related, the origin of this expression has to do, as you can guess, with music. Okay. Entonces, podemos decir que esta expresión procede del mundo del cante. Y tenemos a un tenor que da el do de pecho, que es la nota más aguda que puede reproducir con su voz. Right. So this is the um, high C, I guess, from a musical point of view, that a tenor would... Um, that's a fairly high note to, to reach for a, a tenor, I have to say. But yeah, so... I have no idea, to be honest. <laughs> well, I, I'm definitely more a baritone or a bass, um, but there's no way I could reach high C in, in, in a tenor voice. Um, so it is la nota más aguda... It's the highest note que puede reproducir su voz. That's what you said, like, that his voice can reproduce. Um, now, it's only, it's only really good tenors that can, can get up to there, isn't it? Yes, really good. And they also have to work really hard to get to this point. Uh-huh. Yes, so that's the relation to this expression. Because when we say in Spanish, dar el do de pecho, Significa que estamos realizando un gran esfuerzo, un esfuerzo extraordinario para conseguir un objetivo. Okay, right. Give us an example of this expression then. Por ejemplo, el chico tuvo que dar el do de pecho en los exámenes finales para obtener esos magníficos resultados. Okay, so el chico tuvo que dar el do de pecho, so the boy had to give his absolute best, make a huge effort, or sing that high C, um, en los exámenes finales, in the final exams, para obtener esos magníficos resultados, in order to obtain those magnificent results. Marina, I'm, I'm thinking about something here. When in, in English, certainly in, in Scottish English, um, we have an expression, um, to be up to high do. But that's when you're very worried about things rather than when you're making a huge effort. In English, it's a slightly different meaning. Um, but we do have, uh, if you describe someone, oh, they're up to high do, uh, then I guess it's coming from a similar reason, although I'm not quite sure about the origins of that. So they are worried about something? Yeah, if you're up to high do, you're running around all concerned about things, trying to get everything ready for something, or you're up to high do and worry about perhaps uh, your, your, your son who's taking his final exams. <laughs> Okay, so we know definitely do is something really difficult. So people, when they want to reach that do, they have to either make a great effort or they are very stressed about the thing. Indeed, indeed. Well, let's hope no one is up to high do and that we're all making a, a, a great effort with our Spanish uh, in the coming week. For now, muchas gracias, Marina. Nada, muchas gracias a ti. Y hasta la próxima. Hasta pronto. Pues muchas gracias Marina, como siempre, y ya está por este episodio de Coffee Break Spanish Magazine. We'll be back next time with another text. Next time we're going to be focusing on a, a different topic. We'll be returning to, to Spain next time because we're going to be going to the north of Spain and Bilbao and finding a little more about this city and this area of Spain. Muchas gracias, Anabel. Gracias a ti y a vosotros.
And if you'd like to find out how to get more out of the Coffee Break Spanish magazine, then head over to coffeebreakspanish.com and follow the links for the magazine. You'll be able to find everything you need there, including exercises, transcripts, and lots more. Muchas gracias y hasta la próxima. Adiós. You have been listening to a Coffee Break Languages production for the Radio Lingua Network. Copyright 2022, Radio Lingua Limited. Recording copyright 2022, Radio Lingua Limited. All rights reserved.